thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Hey, you know what? Welcome to Free For All Friday. It's been an interesting day for me, people. Yeah, it has. And today, I am going to tell you some stories. <clears throat> On a Sunday evening, this is Morgan Harper Nichols. Looking back over all the years and where I've been. Yeah. get pictures and remember stuff, don't you? Right there, and you have been ever since. Yep. With every page that turns. Every page that turns. I see your faithfulness. I see your faithfulness. Yeah, I do. Ooh, the mountains where I climbed. The valley where I fell. You were there all alone. That's the story I'll tell. You brought the together made me the storyteller now i know it is well that yeah, is well that's the story I'll tell. And you know we all have stories people yeah we do i have a lot of them there were some nights i felt like they would last forever but you kept me breathing you were with me right there Yesterday, I had a very interesting day. I went to visit my dad, and you guys did not know this because my dad uh, and I—I I saw my dad before. Uh, well, before I came here to interview uh, Jim for our show, 
And my dad, as you all know, have dementia. He has dementia. He has about a 10-minute time span. And um, give or take. You know, occasionally it's longer. <laughs> Sometimes it's shorter. Uh, but here's the thing. So I'm, I, uh, I um, uh, got a text message from a person, from a friend of mine I've been trying to set up an appointment with for at least six months. It's been a while. And meanwhile, though, I had lunch plans with another friend that I've had lunch with numerous times. And so wasn't like I hadn't had lunch with this other friend. <laughs> and if you're watching, just so you know, I love you. Just so you know. Uh, so anyway, so I had this dilemma because for six months I've been trying to get together with this other person so I could tell him about Legal Shield and my business and we can collaborate on some stuff. And at the same time, though, I had lunch plans with this person. So, um, and I love them both. And I could have had lunch with both of them and had them meet each other and that would have been great, right? But I can't really because they're competition, so I didn't really want to do that yet until I get things settled with my own company with them, okay? So, <clears throat> so I'm sitting there at lunch with my dad. And so I asked my dad, I said, hey, dad. I have a question. I said, I just got this text and I told my dad that, you know, what the situation was. I said, I have a, I have a situation. Here's the situation. My situation is I have lunch plans with a friend, but now I have another friend that wants lunch the same day tomorrow. What should I do? Because one is business related. Well, they're both business, but one was new business related. The other one wasn't. So my dad got all serious looking and he get, he he has the he has this ability to cry on I mean he cries a lot unlike me who <laughs> I got the crying gene people so anyway <clears throat> he chokes up and he says with tears in his eyes and one coming down his cheek he says to me this is a tough decision and this could impact the rest of your life and I'm sitting there and I'm like thinking, how could this lunch date impact the rest of my life? This is just lunch. It's a decision. Who am I going to have lunch with? This, this is my decision. That's all it is. So I said, Dad. I said, so, okay, what else? And he's like, well, <laughs> he, he's like, well, you know, I cannot tell you what to do. But this is a hard decision. And what I can tell you is that it could be a decision that could be impacting on the rest of your life. And I'm, so I'm thinking, is there something he doesn't know? Like, is where I'm going to go for lunch? Somebody going to come in and shoot me or something, you know, and all that. So he said, but listen to me. You need to pray about this. You do. So I was like, okay, you've given me this message like numerous times that I should pray about everything. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yes, I know, Dad. Yes, you're telling me I should pray. He's like, no. Really, I mean it. Seriously pray. Because this is a very serious decision. I'm like, Dad, this is just a lunch decision. I'm just making a decision about who to have lunch with for crying out loud. <laughs> I didn't say the for crying out loud part, but I did say I'm just I'm just making a lunch date. That's it. My dad's like, you need to pray about it. I said, okay. <clears throat> so um I uh I I said okay. All right, Dad. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, I don't really need to pray about this. I mean, this is a no-brainer. I have to cancel lunch with my other friend in order to have lunch with this other one. <laughs> right? Okay. I'm just being, I'm just telling you the truth, right? So, um, so this morning, I have another appointment scheduled for a business meeting. And, um, and it was at 1030. Quarter after 10 after I confirmed with my friend, my new friend, that I was supposed to be meeting with them, I get this message that they have a flat tire. And I'm like, 
Are you kidding me? Really? I gave up pickleball for a flat tire. I can't actually, you can't meet me now. <laughs> what the heck, you know? I'm, I'm like, all right, so what do I do? And here's the truth. The truth is, is I actually spent time in prayer this morning, asking God to direct my day, to, to lead me where he wanted me to go, and to direct me in my, you know, and to help me do what it is, and for it to be a fruitful day, however he wanted it to be. And true story, I don't do that every day. I know I should, but I don't, okay? But today I did. So my first meeting plans were, were foiled by a flat tire. And I was like, uh, so what should I do? And I thought, well, you know, this person wants to meet me at this place, so I should go down to this place anyway. And, you know, maybe it'll be an extra hour of waiting. I'm not really sure, but I'll show up anyway. So I uh, got my computer with the intention to maybe write something or whatever. And anyway, I went down there. Brand new place, never been to it. <clears throat> Coffee shop. And it's filled with people. I mean, it's packed. Almost every single seat is taken in this place. And I'm like, wow, I had no idea this place was so popular. I mean, I'd only seen the name and all this other stuff. So I found a place to sit uh, and went and got a, a big, huge bottle of water, which I don't have with me. I drank most of it. but And then a little croissant thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm sitting here. Meanwhile, my first date, the one that had a flat tire, is texting me, well, maybe I can come later and, you know, can you do this time or whatever? I said, well, I have this lunch date at 1230, you know, so maybe I can push it up to 230. How's that sound? Does that work for you? Yeah, it works great. I'm like, okay. So meanwhile, I end up starting <clears throat> this conversation with another person uh, at, the, at the coffee shop and we're talking and talking and talking and meanwhile... As we're talking, 1230 is creeping up on me and I get a text message at quarter after 12 or something like that from the person that I set up the, the lunch with and they, they canceled on me. <laughs> they canceled. Can you believe that? And so both of my appointments today had sudden cancellations, right? And, um... And so I'm like going back to my dad and what he said about like how I should pray about this, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, was my dad really giving me good advice or what? I mean, was that good advice or, or should I just ignore it? Because now two of my appointments I had planned got canceled. Meanwhile, the first appointment texts me back shortly after that and they say, you know, I could come earlier. I could come at one o'clock because because we had agreed on two thirty. Well, I messaged her. I said, "Well, guess what? My other lunch appointment just canceled. So, yeah, one o'clock is good. We can do that." So that actually happened. So I ended up talking to the first person that I didn't know for a couple hours, and then I ended up talking to the first appointment at one o'clock instead of ten thirty for a couple hours and then by the time I left the coffee shop it was literally 3:30 so I was I was there between 10:30 and and well maybe 3 quarter after 3 <clears throat> So I'll let's say people I've been talking a lot today but what was interesting about the conversations that I had with two new people in my life that I didn't know and now I do know is that I believe in divine appointments I do because Here's the thing. I believe, according to the word of God, that God directs our steps and that he does direct our steps. And I've told you all this story about the feminine pack coupon, you know, how I got this coupon and went to Target and after being prompted by the Holy Spirit, which I didn't know at the time was the Holy Spirit. And I ended up meeting somebody from Iceland and I was the wife of the person they wanted to meet. And you know, there was no way they could have met me except for God giving me a feminine pack coupon in order to get me to Target. God directs our steps. He does. And so today what I wanted to do is I want to talk about the idea of being more aware of why you do what you do and the people that are in your life and around you. Because I really believe, and I've believed this for years, but I really do believe to the core of my being that God has his hand in everything that we do. It's just a question of whether or not we're paying attention to what he's doing. Um, and um, 
And so I initially, you know, was annoyed. I'm not going to lie. I was slightly irritated, not, not magnificently irritated, but just a little, seriously, just slightly irritated and not snarky slightly, but genuinely just slightly. I was humored. I was kind of humored, irritated, but also like, okay, look, there might be something different here for me today. And it was interesting because the, the first person I met at the coffee shop who I didn't know, they were studying to become a nurse and uh, they were there with this huge, thick, thick book, like that thick. I'm not kidding you. It was that thick studying to become a nurse. I'm like, what are you reading? She says, oh, just the medical surgery book. I'm like, oh, <laughs> just the med medical surgery book. It's just a just a medical. What are you becoming, a doctor? And she's like, no, a nurse. And I'm like, oh. And so we ended up talking for a couple hours. Um, but one of the things that she was telling me uh, throughout the day was um, she was talking to me about how um, she said, you know, maybe you're supposed to just take a day off and just be away from your normal environment. And I said, yeah, that could be the case. <laughs> I said, because usually I'm a homebody and I don't like to be out in public for any longer than a couple hours or, you know, whatever, unless I'm playing pickleball. And so we talked a lot about pickleball because um, she didn't know what it was. Hold on a minute. <coughs> Good old phlegm. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That happens. And so anyway, when the second person finally showed up, who is going to be our guest on our show, that's why I'm not using names and stuff yet. Um, you know, when the second person showed up, I was like, all right, Lord, look, whatever you want to do, I'm totally good with it. This is, this is good. And if you want to take care of it, if you want, if, if I'm going to sell a membership, great. If not, I don't, I don't really care because I'm here to minister to this young lady. And, um. Anyway, it was a really good meeting, and it just really got me thinking about why we do what we do, how we dream, and what can we come up, what comes up from our dreams, um, and what is it that actually holds us back from doing things that we wouldn't normally do? You know, in order to be creative, you have to change your environment sometimes to get out of that lock, the boring thing that you're in. Um, and, and I just, I just have this vision for Bible news radio, but also for, you know, uh, something Randall and I were praying about the other night and I'm throw this out and then barefaced if you want to jump in and join the conversation. So I'm not giving a 20 minute monologue. Um, you know, Randall and I, we've been on this journey of about eight years of entrepreneurship, right? I mean, 15 for Bible News Radio, which wasn't called that in the beginning, but eight for for Randall's journey of trying to figure out, you know, what he is, what's what what does God want Bareface to do, you know, besides preach the word in season and out of season, and you know we were think we were looking at outside circumstances, we we're looking at, um, you know, and praying about our finances, right? Because a lot of people have financial issues, but Randall and I we're really at a place where. We're just like going, okay, are we like Joseph? Are we in this holding pattern, you know? And, you know, what is it, you know, we're, we're doing the right things. I think we're righteous people. And I don't mean perfect, but I do mean we're set apart. We're holy people, you know, genuinely speaking, we live right. Uh, we're not swindlers or, you know, greedy or slanderers or, you know, we're not people who are, you know, we're really trying to be our Christians, the Christian faith. And I said something to Randall that I, that I want to throw out to you, and you can weigh in in the chat room. And that is, do you think, and I said this to Randall, I said, do you think that maybe part of the reason we're in the holding pattern that we're in with, with the financial needs that we need to get met, it's not because of us and what we're doing, because there's fruit, there's definite fruit of our ministry, and there's fruit of the loom, too. <laughs> Sorry, I just couldn't resist. That was just too easy. <laughs> but do you think <laughs> it's part of my charm? Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry because that was funny. But do you think that? So I said this to Randall. I said, do you think that maybe part of the reason why we're at the level that we're at is because we're waiting on other people to do what God's told 
them to do in order to get to the next level or to get the needs and the provision that we need. And what popped in my head was Joseph. And when, you know, Joseph was, you know, God's favorite out of, no, I don't know if he was the favorite, but, you know, he was given the coat of many colors and, and he has this very great story. And, you know, as you know, he became Pharaoh and he had all this prestige ultimately that led up to it. But prior to all of it, he ended up in a dungeon betrayed by his family, you know, a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, if most of us had gone through it, we would be mad, right? But Joseph, he, he's, I believe, a, a type of Christ in the Old Testament. But it was the king who, I believe, and Randall, you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm going by memory, who... Oh, I will. You know it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it was the king who, who ultimately was going to get him out of jail, and they totally forgot about it. Until well, he, it was the, the uh, cupbearer. Yeah, that's right. Because remember, the <clears throat> baker had, and the cupbearer... Didn't he had a dream... King, Yes, both of them had a dream. Reminding Joseph. And then and then Pharaoh had a dream and was looking for interpretation. He's like That's right. Oh yeah, there's this there's there's this guy that I met in prison yeah. who interprets dreams years ago. And so it was only then when that happened that Joseph got his inheritance ultimately. The the blessing that God had prepared for him, it was because somebody else forgot to do what they were supposed to do and then ultimately they were reminded to do it and then they did it yeah indirectly right but one of my favorite lines uh that from genesis like it's a play or something it's better than any play Mm -hmm. because anyway one of my favorite lines is when his after reveals himself to his brothers who betrayed him yeah he said that what you meant for evil god meant for good Right. And that is a powerful statement. It, it translates well in the English, you know, but understand the Hebrew. It's, it's, not that, it's not that God was able to pick up the pieces and make it into something good. It's like, whoops, this fell and this broke. Let right. me assemble it into some work of art. It's like from the start of it, the back of it, God designed his circumstances in order to you know bring God designed to bring him through these experiences uh, to the end. God they meant it for evil. They were doing evil things. They meant to betray right. him. They were envious. But God meant it for good. God was back there. And you know, I think of so many other things. The most important event in all of history, you know, the the crucifixion. Right. Um well the resurrection is the most important. The second most is the crucifixion. There wouldn't be a resurrection without the crucifixion. Mm-hmm. But um acts 2 23 24 somewhere around there peter in his pentecost sermon says um you by paraphrasing here because i'm familiar with different translations i don't have any one of them memorized but um but according to god's determined counsel and foreknowledge you have taken by lawless hands and crucified that is, this was, this was God's plan for this to happen, but he needed actors. He <clears> needed, <throat> on their part, on the part of the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. they, it was evil for them to want to, it was murderous right. and it was evil, but it still accomplished God's purposes. Right. Which, which is bared out in Romans 8 where, yeah. you know, where we had, where Paul penned that promise, mm-hmm. you know, for those who, you know, love God and. We were called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. I know I said that a little out of order. But my point is, is that what if, and this is just the thought, what if the blessing you're looking for or the answer that you're looking for is not coming because somebody else is not doing what they are supposed to be doing? You know what I'm saying? Think about it. How many of you out there have something in your life that you are looking toward or you're trying to do, you're trying to succeed at, you're, you're trying to bless other people in a certain way, and yet you can't do it unless something else happens. And it's really contingent upon that other person. 
just like my divine appointment with Linda, who is the lady that I met in Target. You know, Linda uh, was walking around Target. You know, if she hadn't showed up in Target and kept walking around Target, I would have never met her, ultimately. Randall prompting me to go to Target after me complaining the whole week about this ticket and how, uh, this, not ticket, this coupon and how weird it was to get this feminine pack coupon for something that I, I always loved it. <laughs> you know, there, there's always pieces moving. We just don't get it. My friend, my new friend that I met today who had a flat tire, you know what? Who knows? Maybe she could have gotten a car accident if she hadn't gotten a car, uh, a flat tire today. I don't know. But, you know, it is an interesting thought. Um, and Melanie's saying God may assign someone else to do it. Yeah, he could. He really could. You know, and maybe today for me meeting the other person that I met, um, the, a, a completely new person in there. I don't know. Maybe there was a reason that I met her. Uh, she had some marriage questions and issues. You know, she was talking to me about her husband. And I'm a counselor, so I gave her some free advice. And helped her out a little bit, you know, maybe that will change the course of their marriage. I don't know. But what I do know is that I think we, we need to be more aware of, of what's going on around us, in us, through us, and to us. Can I get an amen, people? Can I get an amen? <laughs> Not even from you? Really? I'm looking for an amen. Can I have an amen? Do I get an amen? Okay, good. Thank amen. you, Sean. Really, Randall? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think that, <clears throat> you know, I think that it's true, just so you know. Okay, anyway, that's all I got. And I did hear something interesting today. I thought it was so cool. Um, but I'm going to tell you one other story first. So, many years ago, uh, it was around Christmas time, <clears throat> Uh, I had this idea of getting a whole bunch of candy canes and going and handing them out over at the Honey Bake Ham Store. This was in California. And because uh, the Honey Baked Hams <laughs> around Christmas time, they literally people would be like out the door, right? I mean, literally they're wrapping around the building, waiting in line to go in and get their ham. And so I thought, I saw this frequently. So I thought, you know, I should just get these candy canes and I should go and hand them out to people. So I did. I got like a hundred candy canes, the big ones, you know, the the good size one. And I got my bag and I just went up to each person in the bag and um um and I, I would say, Would you like a candy cane? No. Would you like a candy cane? Oh yeah, I'd love a candy cane. I mean, while you're waiting, you may as well wait, right? People actually thought I was I was an employee at the store and I wasn't. I was just me just offering some cheer. But I'll never forget, though, uh, I get to the bottom of my, my bag, and I had a, a couple of broken candy canes in there. And I was down to, like, the last couple of people in line, and I asked one lady, I said, you know, I said, I said I'm here just giving out candy canes, and this candy cane, um, I'm sorry, it's, it's broken. And this lady's like, I don't want it. I'm like, okay, I'm... Okay. All right. You sure? You don't want it? Nope. I don't want it. It's broken. So I'm like, okay, well, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, too bad. Build a bridge. Get over it. Hi, Danielle. But the person next to her in line said, hey, I'll take it. I don't mind eating a broken candy cane. It's still a candy cane. I was thinking about that today when this new new friend of mine made a comment about how Broken crayons still color. Broken crayons are still usable. How many of us actually throw out a crayon if it's broke? I don't. I like littler crayons. I like to use crayons and, you know, until they get down to the very end and they're little nubby things, you know what I mean? Like to take the paper off and, and, and use them that way. And I thought about that and I thought, isn't it interesting that some people will turn away a broken candy cane because it's broke even though it's still candy, it's still peppermint, it still tastes good, but because it's not perfect, they'll turn it away. And yet, it can still be used for something good. 
You know what I mean? Just like a broken crayon. That's how we all, all are. We're all broken crayons in many ways. Randall, he's blue. I'm pink. See? Today. Anyway. <laughs> so I just thought I'd share that with you. I know it's not really that deep and profound, but it kind of is if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I can tell. The profundity of broken crayons. Hey. Right. <clears throat> All right. The other thing is, I have a webinar. Yeah, you do. Coming up on May fifteenth, and just five Tell us about it. Five days. <laughs> and Jennifer, I don't know if she's still in here. She just came back. But anyway, so I have this webinar, and if you go to Bitly forward slash the number five and the big capitals piece, Bitly forward slash five piece right there. You see that right there? It's right there, people. Yeah, it is. It's right there. Yeah, it is. It's right there. Can you see it? It's there. It's there. Of course, you're listening to the podcast. You can't see it, but whatever. Bygones. They can use their imagination. <laughs> anyway, if you go to there, then you are going to be logged in. You're going to sign up for our, our webinar called Five... Um, what is it called? <laughs> five Ways to a Peaceful Mind. Okay? Five. Five Ways to a Peaceful Mind. Me... And Dr. Jennifer Fee are going to be doing this webinar. It's only going to be about a half hour or so. So we're not going to, you know, take tons of your time. Um, and what we want to do for the first 25 people that sign up, we are going to give a free gift to I am. It's going to be an MP3 of something super special that only you people. I'm going to record it super special. Yeah, I am. Just for you people that sign up early. All right. This is a free webinar. It doesn't cost you anything except a little bit of time, which will be time well spent with me and Jennifer. All right, so all you got to do is go to bit.ly forward slash five piece and sign up today. That's right. Phone lines are not necessary. <laughs> They're not open. You don't even have to do it. Just go here. Go right there and sign up. I'm not at 25 people yet, so you still are in the top 25, so you can do that. We're halfway there. <clears throat> it's going to be fun. Because Jennifer, if you've never seen Jennifer talk or teach in the, her super great psychologist way, then you're in for a treat for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are. And of course, I'm going to be there. So, you know, just saying you need to be there because I'll be there cheering Jennifer on. I'll be like, you go, Jennifer. You go. You tell us the five ways to a uh, peaceful mind. You know, just saying, go, go, go. Go, go, go. Anyway, there is no age requirement, too. You can be young at heart or old and still come to this. I, I have a 60-year-old that just signed up. <laughs> wow. <that's> yeah. <laughs> ah, I know Melanie's almost 60. And by the way, Melanie killed Flippo the hippo. Uh, we have evidence that has come, new evidence that's come to light that Melanie Weiser is the murderer of Flippo the hippo. Which we may unveil at the webinar if she's not, like, uh, you know, careful. <sighs> so, um... Hello, Natasha. What passes as evidence these days? Hmm? What passes as evidence these days? Ah, uh, well, yesterday's guest would... <laughs> He's the evidence whisperer. He would have to, you know... Come back on the show and talk about it. By the way, he will come back. I asked him if he would, okay. and he said yes. Yeah, so there you have it. Cool. Well, there's a couple things I wanted to look at. Go uh, for it, bareface. But um, not to create division or anything, but I think this is <laughs> this is well put. And now the uplifting part of our show has ended. And now it's time for the divisive part of the show. Yeah, but uh, I need to get the screen capture to cooperate first. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, that's what I want. And, um, and yeah, that's what I want. Okay. Seems to be cooperating. I the left mocks the Bible? Yeah. Who wrote that? I uh, Dennis Prager. Oh, Dennis did. Okay. Dennis Prager is a... Orthodox Jewish man, radio talk show host. I think I've met him in person. 
I see him from a distance. uh, So he wrote this uh, piece for the National Review. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's at least it's published in National Review. I don't know if he wrote it for the National Review. But anyway, it's very articulate. He he writes that it prayed. Wait, 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 wait. What? Here's the story of a lovely lady who was... (laughs) Sorry, I thought it was funny. Did you see how he looked up? (laughs) Hey, we might do that on our webinar. (laughs) No, just kidding. We'll see. Did you look down? I did. Wait. Yeah. Good. All right. Well. Wait, 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 wait. One other thing. Do you remember green... Um, um, pork chops and applesauce. No, green eggs and ham. I'm no, familiar. no, no, pork chops and applesauce. Do you remember that's a green? line? Not green. Take that you part said out. Green. I know. I messed up. So pork chops and applesauce. You remember that? What are you having for dinner? We're having pork chops and applesauce. You remember that? That's from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, people probably read this article while it's been up on the screen. It was Peter Brady. Yes, Melanie, no. See, a whole bunch of people at this coffee shop, they had no clue what that was all about. I'm just saying, the generation... I'm proud of them. (laughs) All right, go on. Anyway, Dennis wrote that at PragerU, we've released about 400 videos on virtually every subject uh, outside the natural sciences and math. Along with 2 billion views, the videos have gotten tens of thousands of comments. So we have a pretty good handle on what people uh, most love and most hate. For example, any video defending America or Israel inevitably receives many negative responses. Uh, But no videos elicit the amount of contempt and mockery that videos defending religion, explaining the Bible, or arguing for God do. Hmm. Why is that? There's a good reason. The Bible and the left, not liberalism, leftism, are as opposed as any two worldviews can be. While there are many views, while there are people who claim to hold both a Bible-based worldview and left-wing views, these people are few in number. Moreover, what they do is take left-wing positions and wrap them in Bible verses. But on virtually every important value in life, the left and the Bible are diametrically opposed. And here are a few examples. I'm not going to read them all, but the important things are, the first one, I'm glad he mentions it first, he says, the biblical view is that people are not basically good. Evil, therefore, comes from within human nature. For the left, human nature is not the source of evil. Capitalism, patriarchy, poverty, religion, nationalism, or some other external cause is the source of evil. Um, I'm going to scroll down. Uh, The biblical view is that man is created in the image of God and therefore formed with a transcendent immaterial soul. The left-wing view, indeed, the view of all secular ideologies, is that man is purely material, another assemblage of stellar dust. And... Uh, scrolling down, uh, the biblical view is that while reason alone can lead a person to conclude that murder is wrong, murder is ultimately and objectively wrong because there is a transcendent source of right and wrong. God, who deems murder evil. And then it talks about the, the nuclear family. You know, the biblical view is that, you know, the nuclear family is, is the, is the, you know, basic unit society. And that's, uh, of course, uh, mocked by the left. Um, there was something about uh, order. Um, yeah, it was about. It says the biblical view is that God made order out of chaos. Order is defined by distinctions. One such example is male and female. Excuse me. Uh, the only inerrant human distinction that matters to God. There are no racial or ethnic distinctions in God's order. There is only the human sex distinction. The left loathes this concept of a divine order. 
that is the primary driver of its current attempt to obliterate the male-female distinction. And I, I agree with that. But then the conclusion, he says, for nearly all of American history, the Bible was the most important book in America. It is no longer. This is a moral and intellectual catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a plug here. He says, if you want to understand why, consider the rational Bible, my commentary on the first five books of the Bible, a.k.a. the Torah. And the second volume of the rational Bible, Genesis, is published today. Anyway, but I would have to, not only do what I have to, I do agree that it is an intellectual and uh, moral catastrophe that the Bible is no longer the most important book in America. And, and it's not difficult to argue that it once was. And for, as he says, for nearly all of American history, you want to go back to the Mayflower Compact or... Right. Or the Virginia Colony, or, you know, um, I mean, of course, prior to European, um, some would say, leftists would say invaders, but uh, uh, settlers, say, and really, who didn't, um, there wasn't really a, a, a successful... Uh, European settlement uh, North America until missionaries came. I mean, there was the Virginia colony and whatnot before that really struggled, and you know that was more of a commercial. Um, that was a commercial uh, expedition by the British government. It was the Puritans fleeing religious persecution that came. Um, as you read the Mayflower Compact, it's not that we're escapists and we're escaping, you know, persecution. It's it was it was as evangelists to bring the gospel to the North American content con- continent. That's where it was going. And anyway, not to give a U.S. history lesson here, but it was though they did have their struggles. And anyway. Uh, it was not until after that that the things, <clears throat> the rival evangelist things began to change. But, but, mm-hmm. but going, you know, for 400 some years, you know, uh, the Bible was a foundational book in American history, even, even amongst non-believers, uh, you know, you can read books like, uh, the late D. James Kennedy's, you know, what if the Bible had never been written? Mm-hmm. And to look at the influence of scriptures on on Western civilization. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I think it's sad that, um, you know, more people don't read the Bible. Mm. You know. <laughs> I mean, but understand even how the Bible came to be. You know, exactly. The, the yeah. canon. I recently got um, Josh McDowell's book, Evidence Demands a Verdict. And I've I've quote I've recommended this book for years because it's a an apologetics classic. It's it's almost fifty years old. That's how long this book has been out. And what's amazing to me, even me, just you know, thumbing through the first couple of chapters, which is it's like, like you know, how did this how who you know how did this do this and how blah. It he actually starts the book out talking about the papyrus that was used to write the Bible, the different types of material the Bible was written on. Now that question, okay, and I'm reading that and I'm thinking, well, what, why is this so important that he he actually went down to the bare bones of what the actual material of the of the Bible, what was written on? Um, and as I'm reading, I'm like, oh, well, that makes actual sense. You know, that's why I love apologetics. I love apologetics. And this show's going to become even more apologetically oriented, um, you know, in the future. Well, I mean, we've kind of been slowly creeping that way, just in case you haven't noticed. But that's why I loved having yesterday's guest on, because our faith is so defensible. You know what I mean? And there's no reason for us not to know what we believe or know why we believe it in our day and age. We live in the 21st century. Hello, people. This is the 21st century. We have more knowledge at our fingertips 
and more resources than any other generation in our in our life, you know, in modern life. Maybe not before the flood, because I believe that was a super advanced civilization that was flooded and the earth was destroyed. But our faith is not in vain at all. And yesterday we had a guest on who was an atheist who he, he said he took six months to examine the evidence for who Christ was. And that's really the issue. You know, if you think about it, okay, think about this just for a second, and then I'll get to that thing and what you just said. Think about this. If Jesus had never been born, the world would be completely different, right? But Jesus was born, and historical documents have proven that he was a real person. How he was born was documented by people who were not religious. They were like secular Jewish historians, Tacitus, Suetonius, um, Josephus. Romans. Hmm? Romans or Tacitus yeah. and Suetonius. Okay. I'll, yeah. Anyway, people like that, you know, with cool names like, hey, I'm Plutonius. <laughs> that was a joke. Mm. Plutonius is related to, you know, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. <laughs> You hear about Pluto? Huh? Man. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Whatever happened to the planet that was named after Pluto? Anyway. As you were. Anyway, there is so much great evidence. And, and you know what cracks me up is that people who are blinded by the darkness and their own sin and stuff and their unbelief, you know, they'll be very proud. Hey, you know what? I can say unequivocally, you know, with, with, you know, every ounce of my being that 10 million years ago, you know, this took place and I'm like, based on what, (laughs) but they have this conviction that 25 million years ago, you know, the giraffe had five legs and it evolved and the thing came off and, you know, next thing you know, it's actually looking more like a spotted checkered, you know, checkered lion, whatever. I'm like... How do you know that? Well, I don't know. There's no evidence. But with our faith, there is complete evidence. God is so cool that he gave us all this evidence. And he has it unfolding throughout the centuries on top of it. I mean, it's super cool. I mean, it really is. And the Torah codes. We we talked about that. Richard Shaw's uh, video a while back, a couple months back. You know, there's stuff even there that it's like, this isn't chance. This this is not chance. This could not be like a coincidence. This was designed in there. Chuck Missler, one of the things I loved about him was he always talked about how, you know, there's all these things here. He hid he hid stuff in the Bible on so many levels. It's it's the only book that lives and breathes and comes with its author, you know, if you receive the author. You can get the Bible without the author, but then you can get the Bible with the author. It's better with the author. <laughs> anyway, so Ariel Ministries, they have Camp nice Shoshana. Nice <laughs> you want to learn the Bible more, go to Camp uh, Shoshana, School of Messianic Jewish Studies. How many of you are going to go? Put a one. How many of you want to go? Put a two. Because you know what? They offer scholarships. And you might be able to get a scholarship. You know, you can go to ariel.org or go to campshoshana.com and you can learn more about it. At least get info on it. Uh, they'll send you or they'll, you know, they'll give you this uh, this handout here that has the course. It has the course of all of their classes inside. You can pick which weeks you want to go. You see it. It's super cool. Um, it's really not that expensive. Meals are prepared. You meet a lot of great people super cool so there's that and then of course there's ariel.org you can go there anytime and save 20 percent when you use the coupon code bible news yeah you ever notice that that's the coupon codes name of our show bible news clever i know yep so you can go there you can save 20 percent when you use coupon code bible news and um you know get stuff like the fall the feasts the feasts and fasts of Israel, which is hard for me to say. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> they are historical and prophetic significance. Good book. You can learn that. Why is my... Oh, 
my Fitbit wants me to walk. Um, so you can go do that, get that book, give it as a gift to somebody if you don't want to read it yourself. All right. Yeah. And while you're in the spending mood, you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com. <laughs> go to our give page and donate to us. If you like our show, you love us, you, you want to support what we do, you could be the blessing that we've been waiting for, people. Yeah, you could. So, yeah, go there. You can donate whatever you want. Um, and here's the thing. We want to say thank you in advance for it, for doing that. Because uh, we've, we've had some interesting things happen. So I appreciate all you guys who commit, who've committed to a, a monthly donation and um, who've been faithful in doing that. So many of you have done that. And those of you who donate occasionally, I totally appreciate that too. Um, you know, it does cost us quite a bit of money actually to do what we do. And uh, you're like, no, it doesn't. You're on Periscope. That's a free mobile app. <laughs> No, it actually costs money. Uh, so you can help us out by donating if you can. Um, and then also Legal Shield. You know, uh, one of my new people I was talking to today about Legal Shield actually talked to two people. Um, you know, concerns, uh, you know, the use of the legal services. You know, uh, one of the things I like about this is that, hey, this is your retain. This is a, your attorney law firm on retainer. For 25 bucks a month plus you get your will done uh, which I actually have over there get your will advanced directive you can get it, get all that done um, I called them this morning I had a friend that wanted um, me to ask a question on their behalf I called him up and um, the first thing that Merritt Webb said to me was um, it who's this what's what who is this concerning is this concerning you or is this concerning your husband which are the two people on your policy and I said, actually, it's for somebody else. And they said, you know, sorry, I can't, I can't help you out, out there. I said, I didn't think so. I, I'm pretty sure that, I mean, I, I knew that because they, they couldn't, because it wasn't a legal matter for my family. Why? Because it's my membership, you know, which is why it's so affordable because you could afford it. You can afford $25 a month to call up an attorney whenever you need it. And um, don't think you won't need it. It's just you've been trained not to use an attorney because you've been trained that only rich people can afford one. But Legal Shield makes it affordable for everybody. That's what's so cool about it. And it's super cool, like, because, like, the person I was talking to today, they're having a house built and, and they have a small business. And they asked me point blank, will this help me with contracts and stuff like that? I said, yeah, you can get contracts reviewed to make sure this is going on. And by the way, this on your website, I told her, I said, look, this on your website, this is coming super close to maybe infringing on, you know, a big name company that, you know, if they were to see this, they might go, oops, you know, you're actually using our name, but without calling it that, but it's obvious that you're modeling it after us. I said, this is something you really should have the attorney look at because you could be in big trouble if somebody in a big, big corporation comes after you. You never know. There's, and that's the beauty of it. You can pick up the phone and say, hey, I have a question. And if it doesn't fall under, you know, the basic questions that they can answer, you get a 25% discount, which is super cool. Because it's a discount of 25%. You don't get that very often on anything. You know, I don't know about you, but... If there was a medical service very similar to this, I'd be signing up in a heartbeat, especially if I could call a doctor up and say, hey, I have a question about this, this, and this, instead of actually Googling my answer, <laughs> you know, and if they gave me a 25% discount on their fee, let's say it's a $100 fee and they gave me a 25% discount, I'd be happy with 75 bucks paying that as opposed to 100 I could deal with that. That's good. Um, so that's how it is with law, with Legal Shield, um, And it's because the value of what we offer, it actually pays for itself. And, you know, I had one person actually say, why do I need it? You know, why, why do I have to, you know, what if the person says, well, I'm never going to use it? Well, what I say is we, we, we teach you how to use it, first of all. And secondly, do you use your car insurance or your homeowner's insurance every day? No. But it's there when you need it. And you're paying through the nose for both of those usually. 
<laughs> or a lot more than 25 bucks a month. Just saying. Ouch. So anyway, all that to say, you can get this awesome service, uh, you know, and be protected. Yeah, you can. By going to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 or just get in touch with me uh, directly. And we will be talking about ID Shield a little bit more next week um, because that is a huge issue. Identity theft is huge and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. So that's just something else to think about. I don't know if Bareface wants to say anything else. Um, with five minutes left, no. Well, the other thing is if you want to make some extra money, Legal Shield is a great way to do it. In yeah, fact, it is. It, it is. It really is. Because here's the thing. This is a product. This is a direct sales company where you don't have to buy anything in order to sell it. Right? I mean, when I sold Avon, I could buy Avon, you know, and sell it. But you are not going to make the money selling Avon like you do with Legal Shield. Legal Shield has one of the best direct sales compensation plans you get paid four ways with uh legal shield in case you didn't know that um you get your initial commission and you get residual income as long as people it's, it's basically you're paid like an insurance agent is because it actually is insurance that's the amazing part about it um so here's the thing you you improve lives with personal sales commissions. That's what you get when you receive your personal sales commission. That's one way you make money. A second way is you generate override income. So if you build a downline like I have, when the downline sells something, then you actually get um, override income from them. And you can get renewal income, which is your residual income, that every time a new member comes on, when that year anniversary comes up, you get the commission again. So that's your renewal income. You don't have to do anything again. And you get incentive bonuses, which is your performance club, which is my favorite part. Because that's that's really where you make your money. If you perform, you get paid. If you don't do anything, that reflects your pay. But if you actually go out and sell stuff and talk to people about it, go to networking meetings, share it with everybody you know under the sun, and people will buy it from you, then guess what? You actually can earn some pretty good bonuses. Um, but if you don't do anything, you don't get paid. And actually, that's wouldn't it be interesting if that was how the world really ran? If, if you actually did a normal job, but you actually only got paid for the work you actually did, not goofing around, but you know... You didn't get paid by the hour. You actually got paid for the actual work you did. <laughs> Our world would be way different. A lot of people do things. They they don't make anything in direct sales. They get upset. Well, I'm not making anything. It's too hard. You know, what if they say no? Blah, blah. You know, etc. And they come up with every excuse under the sun to not sell anything. But the problem is you're not going to sell anything unless you tell somebody about it, it's not the company's fault. There are millionaires and in, in there's over 250 millionaire club members in legal shield because those people went out and did something with it. And they, and did you know, and I actually just found this out. Did you know that for women entrepreneurs, um, I believe it's, um, I'm trying to pull up the, the stat here. Um, yeah, 42% of mothers, were the sole or primary family breadwinner in 2015. And an additional 22.4% were co-breadwinners, meaning that they were responsible for between 25 and 49% of total family earnings. And this comes from the Center for American Progress, is data. So if you think about that, you know, between 25 and 49% of the breadwinners are women, and here's the other thing, of all the women, the largest chunk of women who make over a hundred grand and more, you know where they come from? Direct sales. Because with direct sales, you control how much you make by how much you do and how much you get out there and share with people how excited you are about the opportunity that you have to offer. Whether it's Mary Kay, Avon, uh, Creative Memories in the past, um, you know, or Legal Shield. 
But the thing is, was like Mary Kay, you got to buy a lot of product and do shows that way and you'll lose stuff, you know. With Legal Shield, I don't have to buy legal papers or anything. I don't have to buy anything. I have a mobile app I pay 20 bucks a month to use so that I can send people information about. That's it. No other business out there costs you 20 bucks a month. True story. And um, and I can tell you what, I have made that money back in spades uh, because this this is a, a service that everybody needs. So if you want to become part of my team, let me know. I will train you and encourage you and kick you in the butt if you're not doing anything. And I will tell you one thing, though. The advancement, the level up advancement in Legal Shield, you can earn from your beginning uh, commission, you can level up like that. They have just changed the commission structure to where you can le level up even faster with less activity and get double bonuses. When I, when I joined a year ago, I had to do four times as much to get a smaller bonus than now if you join, you do half as much and get a bigger bonus. And I'm not kidding you. That's actually what's happened with this company, and they, and they keep doing it. Because Jeff Bell, the CEO, uh, is a master at building these companies. Um, so, yeah, the opportunity is green. It's super cool. And all you got to do is just do it. Just do it, people. So there you go. That's my last pitch for that. So if you want, get in touch with me. You don't have to be a girl to do this. You can, do a, you can be a boy, you know. If you know people... If you know 10 people and you want to sign, uh, you want to sign up to become an associate with me and you know 10 people, you're willing to make a list of 10 people before I sign you up and you can prove to me that you have these people that you're going to share this with, then I will sign you up. Um, I only, you know, because I want you to level up and get your money back. It costs 99 bucks to join. That's it. 99 bucks. That's it for a lifetime. Do you know a lot of companies, they require you to like pay every year, you know, hey, if you're going to sell blah, blah, you need to spend another 120 bucks a year in order to sell it or whatever it is. There are, there are startup like direct sales companies that charge you five, $600 for kits. doTERRA is one of them. doTERRA is one of the biggest, <laughs> uh, well, let me just say it this way. I used to sell doTERRA so I can say this. They're a big ripoff when it comes to your commissions. You got to work your butt off for like this minute commission. With Legal Shield, you don't have to. Everybody needs a will. Everybody needs their identity theft protection. Everybody needs this service to level the playing field because there's lots of injustice out there. And hey, I'm on a mission, people. Yeah, I am. I'm a lady of justice. I want justice for all people. And, you know, people don't know their rights. And if you don't know your rights, you don't have any rights. So I'm just saying. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Okay, I'm done. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I, could, I should do webinars on this. I probably will at some point. So here's the last thing I'm going to say. Don't forget to sign up for my webinar uh, with Jennifer by going to bit.ly forward slash the number five in the word peace, all capitalized. And are you going to do a, a weekends in the word tomorrow? Uh, more than likely. All right. So if you're not on my text message list, join that text Bible news to the three three two two two, and yeah, let's, get on, uh, let's find that one. Get that, yeah. There Just text that right there, and uh, join my text message list, and you'll get text texts from me. In fact, I think I still need to send let's out a Bible verse. A little more contrast. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Wait. Keep that there just for a second. I want to see something? Can you see it better now? No, because the glare on the. How about now? There you go. <laughs> I hear, I'm here to serve people. That's great. Yeah, I am. That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> All right. Anyway, hey, have a good weekend. Bareface, we'll see you later. I'll probably pop in somewhere. You so in case you miss me. You can always watch me on my Instagram channel, which is, you know, Bible News Radio. Check that out. Or Stacy Lynn Harp, which is my name right there. Don't put an E in it, okay? No E's allowed anywhere in my name. All right? There you go. Okay, people, be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. <laughs>